hey, this is Marthea, the MSW coach with my inaugural recording of my podcast. I'm not exactly certain where all of this will go, but I've asked a few of my very close closest friends and colleagues to help me embark on this journey. And the first person on the top of my list was my colleague, my friend, my, my close partner, for the last 20 years, right, Maria? We've been we've been friends and colleagues for the last 20 plus years, Maria Ortiz. And so Maria um, was one of my first social work uh, career coaching clients. And it wasn't until we were having like a candid conversation that I realized that um, about almost five, six, seven years ago. So I asked Maria to come on to talk about her journey and working specifically with the Hispanic community um, around the country, actually, and how she found value in the work and the, the brand that she had created for herself on the grassroots level. Hello, Marcia. Congratulations. I am so proud of you with this podcast and not only the podcast, but the MS, MSW coaching. I think this is amazing. We all need it. Congratulations. And I ask for everybody to take a look at her website. So I am so excited. Thank you for inviting me here. I, can, I don't have even words. It's been 20 years plus. Yeah. <laughs> People don't tell nobody that makes me old. But for the purpose of today, I'm going to be 25 plus. Ay. So, mi gente, thank you for inviting me once again, Martia. It has been a pleasure being your friend. Oh, my God, we have gone through a lot. And thanks to you today, I'm here with you once again. And we're going to be talking about what I have been doing and how I did realize, too, that I was a social worker and I didn't even know it. I remember that we started working together way long ago and we didn't know where we were going. We were just younger and with so many things in our head, but look at where we are today, serving our communities at large, not just one person, but so many people. So I thank you for being part of my journey as well. Thank you for supporting me all of these years. So Maria, Maria is a guru and a force to be reckoned with. So Maria, from the moment that I saw her, she is a natural born leader. So what I've come to learn, like in the first few years of meeting her, maybe in the first few months is that Maria has a persona that exceeds her in People know her. When she enters the room, she instantly grabs everyone's attention. But she does that because of her friendly demeanor, but also because of the work that she does for the populations that she's most passionate about. So Maria, would you like give us a glimpse into what the work is that you do in the Hispanic community and the community that you live in and and just like walk us through some of the things, the projects, like I know you have Cultural Latina, the mag magazine, you have um, podcasts, recordings, things like that. But just give us a glimpse or an idea as to what the scope of your work looks like outside of working in an organization. Okay, well, let's go back a few years back. Um, I would love to let you know, 
um, how everything come to pass. But in 2005, I met my husband. I didn't know that, of course, I was going to be with somebody so amazing that it made me realize that there were more that we needed to do in the community than just meet one another. For instance, you meet a person, but you don't know what's going behind other people's life. Um, I remember that in a visit to one of his friend's house during the time of Thanksgiving, it kind of opened my eyes to something different that I wasn't seeing. So at that point, that was 2005, I wasn't quite working with the community, but that was the moment that I actually realized that I needed to start working with the community when I went to that meeting. That meeting entails that um, with some people, we got together with some people, mainly from Mexico, Salvador, Guatemala, and it was Thanksgiving Day. For me, Thanksgiving, Martia, and I know that you know that because you know that that's one of my fortes to cooking like a storm. I do uh, American Thanksgiving mixed with Puerto Rican, mixed with Mexican. So you know that plates are off the hook. <laughs> now in that meeting, we only have a few plates and very, very simple. And I wonder the difference because of course I come from Puerto Rico and I'm Puerto Rican born. And of course, Thanksgiving is also celebrated over there. But that Thanksgiving day really opened my eyes to the need of the community. How so? The people that I was sharing with, and they were so kind to share that meal with me and, and back then my boyfriend, my husband now, they made me realize that not everybody has the same means to do things. For instance, I go out, maybe I spend $150 in my meal, but that, what I saw, it was maybe like $20, $15, meal, and I got a little startled. So from that moment, I said that my Thanksgiving were to give to the community. I started preparing plates every Thanksgiving until I created Cultura Latina and Apoyo Network two years after because I needed to reach our community as the Hispanic Latino community in the North Florida where I can actually reach out to them and give them resources that I know that they were there for me or that I can actually reach out to other people and help them obtain things. That's how everything started for me. It was just that simple meal that for me in a day for Thanksgiving, for me is a day of celebration and Thanksgiving to God, not just because of that day, because of course there's many things behind Thanksgiving day over here, but because we give thanks to God for everything that he have gave us. And here we are, these people didn't know what Thanksgiving was. These people didn't know why they were off that day and they didn't have resources to get, you know, maybe by for a few days. They only had resources for that day only. That's how everything started. That's a great, so that was fully loaded, right? But the main thing that stood out to me was something that I teach in my 
micro to macro social work career accelerator is how to identify your population, right? And the reason being is because what I'm learning from interacting with social workers around the world, the nation, the world, is that they struggle with identifying your population, their population, meaning the people they want to serve on a large scale um, in macro social work. And you identified that exact moment was when you and your now husband, which I love dearly, um, were serving Thanksgiving dinners and you realized that there was a need in that group of people, um, community, that you probably would have never realized had you not interacted with them that day on Thanksgiving. And so that personal connection or personal interaction clearly identify or helped you identify like, okay, there is a need, this is my population, right? So that's that's very important. Um, now, when talking about your resources and like helping them uh, connect with the things that they needed, can you explain a little bit about what, how do you become knowledgeable about the resources and um, different services that are out there, especially if you're serving people from around the globe? And I'm, I'm asking you to highlight this because Maria has a very distinct set of skills that aids her greatly in her macro level work. She is a networker of networkers, right? So I actually, she coaches me on how to be a better networker and how to like get out there and meet people that can really push the agenda or push to get the things that you're needing to serve your populations. So can you talk about those skills that you have and how you became comfortable in doing that, which I know a lot of it is natural, but you've taught me some very helpful techniques that I think will be a benefit to those listening to this podcast. Well, the very first thing is come to your root. You need to know you. Regardless of where you are, where you're going, you need to know you when you are starting to realize that something is happening. Trust me, when I actually sit down in that table, the only reason that I was thinking is how can I help this group of people to have a better living? Because of course, we were a lot. And that made me think, how can I go out? Who can I help? Who can I call? And that's how I actually started to seek out the resources out there. When I knew, that hit me in that moment. I said like, wow, I need to make sure that I get resources for people, especially Latinos that they do not have a certain income or they don't have the knowledge. That was one of the things, knowledge. Knowledge for me, is very important. I, you know that I love to be here and there, everywhere, just getting little pieces and bits of information. But I knew that they didn't have the knowledge on how to get out there and look for resources. And not only that, another piece of information that is very crucial for me was that they didn't have the language to move around here. And they didn't have the confidence to get out there and seek for those things that they might need. Now, hence, they work in the farms, they work in different places that they are not paid correct or in a level that we might 
you know, we might consider fair. And that, all those little things made me realize that this was something that I needed to work for to help others in need in my community. And I'm not talking about my community in North Florida, but I was talking about my community, my Hispanic community. Why? Because I'm Hispanic. I'm considered Hispanic, Latino, Caribbean, or Caribbean, mejor dicho. You know, however it says, you know, my Spanish is not that very good looking sometimes, like Celia Cruz will say. But that made me realize that I needed to be there for them. And the whole gamma of ideas started running through my mind. That's how Cultura Latina magazine was created because that was a venue. And that was a way for me to get out there with those resources and those places and those things that people needed to hear about. And Cultura Latina have actually been such a great venue that have reached Venezuela, Puerto Rico, Mexico, North America, even a few copies went to Afghanistan, believe it or not. So I am so excited about that. And every single time that I remember how everything is been moving, makes me realize that what we are doing for the community, the Hispanic community here in North Florida, it was well needed. Mm -hmm. So Maria is very, so, Basically, what you just explained is that it was a lot of your purpose and your passion that drove your ability to network and really coordinate and get the resources that the community needed. But also something in what you just explained really stood out to me was that there in social work education, we learn about the importance of conducting formal needs assessments to gauge what's going on, things like that. So Maria essentially did her own informal needs assessment. And what she identified was that the population that she's working with has barriers to accessing services on their own. And so they needed large scale advocacy on their behalf. Why? Because they maybe didn't meet, meet certain income requirements. Like she said, they maybe were not knowledgeable or aware about what services were out there or even how to advocate for themselves. And that's something that we encounter a lot with our populations is that they, don't have um, the, the systems in place to really advocate for themselves. So I'm glad that you shared that. Um, Maria, can you talk about how the, the, the service you were doing with the community on like that level that you just explained branched out to your magazine and your other endeavors because Maria has a lot of wonderful things going on. And the reason I want you to highlight that is to show that as social workers and something that I talk about all the time is that we have to create our own career pathways, right? There's no set standard to say, as a social worker, you can only be in case management, you can only work with certain populations. No, 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 the, the, the possibilities are endless and you have to take the talents and experiences that you have and create your own um, goals for yourself. So just share with us a few of those wonderful things that you have going on projects that you're working on, anything that's coming down the pipeline. So, well, we have talked about Cultura Latina. That was one of the main things that I've been always um, 
concentrated in. Then from Cultura Latina, we have Apoyo Network. Apoyo Network came out of that little meeting too, without me knowing, because of course, Apoyo Network, every single year, we have what is called the Thanksgiving giveaway. With the Thanksgiving giveaway, we gather uh, some turkeys, some meals. Um, I call it the goodie bag because it sells like rice, um, a few cans, things that are gonna make a good Thanksgiving meal for those people in need. We continue that every single year, but unfortunately these past two years because of COVID has been a little bit tumbling. We have been able to help a few people um, remotely, Cano Soda, but we are working still on that. We still going to get Cultura Latina out and about because Cultura Latina has been mainly through Facebook and me doing my lives. We do live um, all around the Tallahassee area in the North Florida area, just to highlight some business and some information that is very important. Um, the upcoming ones is gonna be a partnership with the North Florida, uh, the North Florida Legal Services. And we're gonna be uh, remotely live from the PAEC with the Mexican consulate coming up in a few days. It's very exciting how Cultura Latina and Apoyo Network have opened the doors for me to be able to get resources from the community and just, and just not working with just the Hispanic community, but work with the American community, with the Black American community, all the Asian, I mean, all kind of festivals that I get to see and get to travel around just to get and meet people. So another thing that I know, and I hope Maria doesn't mind that I share this. For years prior to her really getting heavy into her work with the community, Maria was a notary. But what she did was she took that experience and then extended her reach even greater because now she specializes in providing notary services for people in the Hispanic community. Why is that purposeful? Why am I bringing that up? Her reach is extending even further than she can imagine. And I never verbalized this to her and we'll probably have an aha moment at the same time. What you're doing with those services is helping people because you're notarizing business startup documentation, home ownership documentation, citizenship documentation. So her reach is tripling probably more than that the value in you providing that service why because a lot of the the people that she works with has um speak other languages so maria speaks multiple languages so that is her benefit and she has a reputation within the community so she's trusted and 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 a lot of the service that she provides as far as notary these individuals wouldn't necessarily walk into other traditional establishments that we know of that you can go and get notary services. They instead like to rely on the resources available to them within their own community. And so Maria helps them with that by providing those services. And again, those services then enable individuals to achieve lifelong self-sufficiency by creation of their businesses, home ownership, which is well 
health, as well as, like I said, citizenship and a host of other different reasons um, for them needing uh, notary services. So I wanted to just, uh, again, highlight that as one example of how you can create um, initiatives or movements as an individual that reach thousands. So um, another thing that I wanna talk about is how you made your transition from working as an individual and having your organizations and your magazines to then transitioning to a formal nonprofit organization. And so just like a little context, I learned about a position and I immediately thought of Maria. And I was like, Maria, this opportunity is available. You are the perfect person. And why? Because if you've been following me long enough, you know I'm a job matching expert. That's something that I specialize in. I won awards for my level of work on that. And when I called Maria that day, <laughs> sitting in my car under a tree in the parking lot, I was like, Maria, this is it. It is time for you to bring what you're doing in the community into an organization and really expand your reach. And I remember the, and I was like, where's your resume? Send me your resume immediately so I can look at it. And for the first time, I think I ever heard a bit of hesitation in Maria Ortiz's voice. Um, because she doesn't back down from, yes, yeah, she doesn't back down from a challenge, but that was the first time because she had been a social entrepreneur for years. Um, so the idea of going back into a traditional setting was a kind of, you know, off-putting, but I was like, Maria, this is the opportunity that can really catapult your work. So um, she sent me her resume. I looked it over. I was like, Maria, we need a revamp. You do way more than what is on this paper. And I'm laughing, but this is something that I come across with a lot, a large, all of my coaching clients, for whatever reason, us as uh, change agents, social workers, uh, we don't really like to publicize or give ourselves credit for the work that we do. So I remember looking at Maria's resume and I was like, Maria, give me a rundown of what you're doing because this resume does not reflect it and I need to add this on here to really capture it. So I'm going to pause right there because I want to hear your thoughts, Maria, if you by any chance remember that day that I called you and what your thoughts were and then um, how did you eventually feel uh, a little bit more confident. I'm not going to say a lot because Maria's confidence is off the charts, but how did you get a little more confident in the fact of, okay, I'm going to apply. I'm going to go after this position. Well, I'm going to tell you something and, and I'm going to be expressing a lot of things that maybe um, is going to resonate with a lot of people and things that we don't think about. So that day, of course, we'd be always talking here and there, me in the community at that point, Martia, I did not know that I was a social worker for nothing. I was just thinking I'm doing a job and trying to just help the community, get information, get, you know, level up my community. That's, that is my dream. That's what I always strive for. I want to level up the Hispanic community in North Florida. Now, 
the day that you told me I have a position for you, I was a free will in the universe doing whatever we want to do, you know, that just go in and out. We don't have no schedule whatsoever. And um, I guess deep inside of me at that moment, I wasn't feeling that it was a time for me to start getting more information because of course, I'm a social worker, but you told me that. I didn't know this. I didn't know at all that I was a social worker and I was doing social work for the past, um, that was 2005 when I started um, until 2000, I think, let me see, it was 15 or 16 mm. that we actually got together for this. So a long time has passed by. Now, when you reach out to me, I'm like, oh, but I don't know. I remember that. Like, I was like, why are you calling me for a job? I don't want a job. I have <laughs> something going on. But then when you say like, well, just try it. Send me the resume. I did send you the resume. When you updated and you sent me some ideas and some updating in that resume, tears came to my eyes. I never gonna forget that, Martia. Tears came to my eyes because I saw me through your eyes. Listen, us as human beings, we never see each, per, you know, ourselves like other people see us. And this been happening to me for many years. And I never realized that until you actually put so many things over there that I said, like, oh my God, I've been doing this, this and that. I was selling myself short. That, my friend, gave me a whole bunch of more confidence saying like, wow, I was and I have been a real entrepreneur. I have been a, the real deal, basically. But we don't realize that. Us as people, we need to look deep inside of us and see what really is working, what we are doing. We're doing more of what we think we are doing. Every single day that we wake up and put our feet in the floor and we claim power in the name of God and Jesus, you know that you are doing so much more and you don't even realize until somebody else says it for you. All these people, oh, Maria, you're so great at networking. You this, you this. And I'm, I'm not seeing myself until you saw me in a resume. So people, make sure that you put all your your attributes and all your values down in a piece of paper, you're going to see yourself higher who you are and do not lose that confidence because that is what God made you to be. Yes. And so Maria not only secured that position that um, I presented to her that day, she excelled, she took off so much so that within a very short period of time, she's recently been promoted or for a while now I'm just now learning this she's been promoted to director of that same program that she started in. and remember Maria did not essentially have any experience in that type of organization but she had experiences as a social entrepreneur and why am I bringing that up because I get a lot of DMs and private messages of people feeling as though they don't have relevant experience because it's not in the organization that the job posting is 
um, is in, but that's not what it's about. It's about highlighting your transferable skills and how what you've done in the past, maybe in volunteer work, in your practicums, in your internships, or just on your own as an individual for your community, how does that translate and add value to the organization that you're applying for? And so because Maria made that transition, and again, she still does her social entrepreneur work on the as you know her separate business, but now she has extended her reach um, by being under the formal umbrella and working with federal grants that serve the population that she works for. So again, just a double added layer of a macro focus intervention, but from an individual. So I wanna wrap all of this up because this has been a great conversation. And I'm sure as my podcast journey increases and, and expands, Maria will come back. Um, but Maria, would you talk about some of the things um, as far as goals that you've been able to achieve now that you um, have begun to work in a traditional organization setting, and it can be personal things, it can be professional goals. I know Maria has gained a host of like certifications. Uh, she has attended conferences where she has really expanded her network. But just talk about some of the opportunities that have been afforded to you now working in a nonprofit setting. Well, the very first thing that I believe is very, very convenient to me is being the blessing of learning how a nonprofit, a large work, especially with the grants. Of course, these are things that are so important that I didn't have on under my belt before I actually started working um, in a nonprofit um, in a nonprofit setting. And now I have that experience that have led me to future thoughts. For instance. This is not the, this, I don't even think that this is the beginning yet. I think that we're still starting. Um, I hope to get Apoyo Network as a nonprofit because Apoyo Network has been a group for such a long time and we are a set of people that help the community. But I want to reach out more and get the Apoyo Network off the ground and create a nonprofit for my own. And this is in the next three to five years that I'm hoping to achieve that. And of course, there's a few things that we need to talk, by the way. Um, that's one of the things I, I can continue working with the community at large through Cultura Latina. And oh, not to forget the social media that is so important nowadays that from one point we get into social media and social media is that, social work if you know how to utilize it the correct way. You know, social media, social work. You can outreach and reach so many people through those venues. So I'm planning to get more informed on how to reach not just the community in North Florida or Florida and not just United States, but across the world. Because we have Mexico. We have so many people that we work with in, in Mexico every single month. We have people from Honduras. We have people from so many places. And of course, a lot of traveling because social work can take us to know the world if we actually really, really get into our niche 
and into the passion of our hearts. Yes. So I thank you again for your time today. Tell listeners where they can find you, how they can follow you, how can how can they stay in the know of what you're working on and maybe even support you in your endeavors. Oh, definitely. Well, we across all medias, of course. Should I mention them all? You guys know them all. Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. We are we are there through Maria Ortiz. Of course, that is me. Um, Maria Ortiz, uh, Cultura Latina Magazine. We are on the Apoyo Network. Um, of course, I have little things here and there, like Maria Wonder World on Instagram. We're working on that TikTok, my friends. That is something else. That's another word. That's yeah. another social media of its own. <laughs> but yeah, um, and of course, they can always go to www.culturalatina.com or they can reach me through just Facebook, Facebook Messenger. I love it. So I've shared with the world one of the nearest and dearest people to my heart, one person that has been a, um, a foundational person in my, in my support system. I have really grown as a person and as a professional standing beside Maria Ortiz. So if you are not connected to her, if you are not, if you don't follow her, I suggest that you follow her on the social media listed. And if there's a way for me to tag her and her handles in the description somewhere in this podcast, I will. So again, this is our first official podcast. I'm excited about this journey and where it will go. If you have any suggestions on topics or individuals that you want me to chat with, let me know. So again, this is Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach on in, in, the MSW career coach. I updated it on Instagram. My website is MartheaPitts.com. I teach micro social workers how to find and secure macro jobs. So if that is you, I suggest that you connect with me today to transition your career to be the change agent that you envision yourself being. So thank you and have a wonderful day. Thank you.